Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Connection Podcast Network. Welcome into Ryan JT's Excellent Wrestling Adventure. This is Season 1, Episode 9, and this podcast is being simulcast, both video and audio. Video on our YouTube channel, North-South Connection, and audio over at any podcatcher application by searching North-South Connection. And uh, we have lots of content. Some is video only, some is audio only, so to subscribe to both, follow us on social media, and you will never miss a thing. JT joining me as always on this journey is my buddy Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? Justin, I am doing well. I usually bomb these intros on purpose. So I'm just like, hey, but I'm not going to do that. I'm in a good mood. We, got... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got Jennifer here. Talk some ECW, watch some ECW. It's the first day of football for me. I haven't even showered. I'm gross. I'm sweaty. I'm ready to rock and roll. That's disgusting. I hope you're at least going to shower before go to bed. I just recorded, but all right, anyways. No, we're doing <laughs> the end of week. Jenny, how are you? I'm good. Lucky number nine right here. And uh, mm. take a shower at some point, please. It's the, uh, really the finale of the season. I was a little crazy, mm-hmm. but we're reserving the 10th episode of every season for a wrap-up awards style show. So we're going to do nine oh. real episodes per season. So Jenny, you are really the season finale as far as watching. And, yes, I should uh, be. Yeah, this season we've been doing pilots of wrestling programs, and we saved a, a doozy for you, Ms. Smith. As mm-hmm. many know here in North South, me, you, and Matt Souza do a podcast with a company called Extreme Championship Wrestling. We are currently in uh, late, or uh, getting toward late 1998 on our journey. Mm-hmm. We started in early 94. However, we decided to fast forward a little bit and watch the premiere episode of WWE ECW on Sci-Fi from... June 13th, 2006. Do you have any experience at all with this, uh, I don't say promotion, but this brand? Um, No, just like what I've seen as far as ECW matches on, you know, pay-per-views and shit, like, but not this show, not on TV like this. Okay. So basically what happened was in 2004, Late 04, they released a DVD uh, about ECW. It's called The Rise and Fall of ECW. It was a documentary, and it had some matches, and it sold like crazy. It was super popular. It was still early in like the documentary DVD release era. Um, they really started, I'd say like 03, 04 is when they really start to take off for WWE. Uh, I would say 04 through like 07, 08. It's kind of the heyday of them just churning out these great compilation DVDs. And this is 
WD 24-7 was a thing, but it wasn't super popular and easy to find this content online. So they started putting out DVDs with rare matches and stuff maybe you hadn't seen in a while. And this DVD just blew off the shelves. As legend has it, Rob Van Dam told Vince McMahon that they should do a ECW reunion show on the, the heels of this DVD doing so well. And sadly, RVD got hurt before they could do the show. Uh, he ended up being on it, and that happened in June of 05. ECW One Night Stand from the Hammerstein Ballroom, and it was awesome. It was an amazing show, probably the best pay-per-view they had done in years. The critical acclaim was amazing. ECW Mania and Fever was, was hot. It was like everyone was really into it. So they decided at some time during late 05, Paul Heyman kind of got in the mix, and they decided to go ahead and create a third brand to go with Raw and SmackDown. So they were going to resurrect ECW, and they were going to put it on Sci-Fi because Sci-Fi was part of the uh, and NBC Universal USA family that they were now back with as late as 05 in you know, late 05. So what they did was they ran a second one night stand uh, in 2006 that was meant to be a soft relaunch of the ECW brand. So that aired. Then the week after that, um, oh no, it was the week before that, they did a WWE versus ECW head to head show on Tuesday night. Uh, so they kind of reintroduced some characters. And they did like a battle royal. They had interpromotional matches. Then they did one night stand on the Sunday. Um, and then they launched the sci-fi show on June 13th on the Tuesday. So ECW would air on sci-fi Tuesday nights at 10. Um, the original concept live. would make it similar. To, yes, live. It was after SmackDown was taped, right? They would yeah. they'd go live with it. Yeah. Um, so they really tried to ape the original early on. Heyman had full creative control. They brought back a bunch of guys, as you'll see. Um, they had the old kind of gritty entrance way, and they, they tried to bring that chaotic feel. Um, the sci-fi relationship uh, led them to have to use some kind of, kind of sci-fi gimmicks uh, <laughs> to play into the sci-fi idea. So we'll see that come into play. Uh, eventually, uh, Heyman, I think he only lasted through the end of the year. He was butting heads with Stephanie McMahon and others in creative. So they ended up um, kind of twisting it off the original intent. And it really became a prototype for what NXT would be later. It was a mix of veterans and young guys. And it kind of became like a breeding ground for dudes coming up for developmental to eventually work up to the bigger programs um, as a third brand. So it lasts until early 2010. That's when NXT takes its place as a competition show. Uh, so Ryan, fact check me, but I think that was all from memory. But I think I, I got it right. Am I good? Pretty, uh, pretty right on with it. Uh, a fun time for me. Mm -hmm. I start. I got back into the game. Around December 2005, I was fully back into the game, mid-2006 here. And little this Tuesday, the 13th, is the day I brought Landon home from the hospital. Wow. Dropped him in the crib, threw on sci-fi, and watched the ECW yeah. from here. He was born very late <laughs> on a Saturday night, June 10th, 2006. Mm -hmm. And I abruptly left June 11th, 2011. <laughs> To, uh, June 11th, 2011, or June 11th, 2006, to go home and watch this ECW pay-per-view, <laughs> and, and I went back the night of to uh, famously hang out with my little buddy. But yeah, hey, he's not I doing much he, anyway at that age. You're good. I okay. figured he'd appreciate the story. Yeah. And yeah, here we fine. are. The uh, are. another another fun <laughs> fact is that's hardcore. <laughs> Wicked. It was around this time that we uh, launched uh, the Place to Be message board. And uh, we were doing reviews of TV shows, and I was doing Raw 
uh, Mr. Chris Golo, I believe, was doing SmackDown, and Andy Flanagan was reviewing ECW uh, <laughs> on our message board. So that tells you the world we were in in 2006, 7, 8, around then. So Mr. Flanagan <laughs> contributing weekly wrestling reviews seems uh, impossible these days. All right, so this is... Those up. I want to read those. Yeah. Oh, they're on the Bigelow34.proboards.com. Everything is uh, housed there. Um, so we'll drop the link in the in the comments. Anyone who anyone who's an OG PTB listener would know that link because until PTB had launched in 2013, that was the Pro Boards was still the home. All right, so this is on Peacock. The entire run of ECW on Sci-Fi is on Peacock. So if you hook tonight, Jenny, after this, you can go back and relive the whole journey uh, here. And of course, I, I believe it's Mr. Groomberg. I'm not sure. If, that, right? right, they're still doing it on the on the PTB and Wrestling Network. It was it's, him and the uh, Cuckster, and that was him and Riddle, right? So there you go, Michael Cuck. Took a, yeah. took a back seat. They're out there. All right. Let's go ahead and fire it up. We're queued up at the zeros on Peacock, ECW on Sci-Fi, 613.06 in three, two, one, play. All right. We got Heyman so, here. Yeah. Yeah. This I is the Hammerstein ballroom right here, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I recognize that. Um, Have you watched any one-night stands, Jenny? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> on on some Saturday night calls, we might have watched that show. So that means I don't remember. Oh uh, five, I think, is the better like top to bottom show. I think oh six has the higher peaks because Cena yes. RVD is awesome, probably five stars, and the tag with Edge and Foley and Beulah and all that is like awesome. Four and a half, um, I think. I will. Yeah, probably four it's and a half on that. So I think it's the highs similar. are higher. Um, and, and 06 is more storyline stuff because they're trying to set up the brand. Whereas 05 is a pure nostalgia. Like, it's hard to... Maybe we should watch some Jenny at the end when we, after we finish uh, our journey on, on uh, Extreme Theory Dance because, like, the nostalgia of ECW having died and then them doing that show, it was so un-WWE at the time. Like, it was not yeah. like them to go and say, here's the keys to the king to Paul Heyman. You can run this, and Vince famously like stepped back. He was in Gorilla and, and kind of let Heyman and, and crew run the show. They brought back all the ECW security. They brought back um, the ring announcer, the referee. Like they did a full-on nostalgia show in 2005. Um, yeah. So I would assume are they running like the same stories? Are we doing Raven, Tommy Dreamer? Are we doing you know? <laughs> no, it's a new story. Or are we going um, that well, Ra- that old? School? Raven's in TNA at this time. Yeah, Raven's not here. Right. Damn it. Uh, or he well, might be out of not a uh, So they were showing what happened on Raw. <clears throat> Cena fought Sa- uh, Sabu on that special, and then they had the big brawl. So they're mixing in a little bit of WWE guys into the CCW. Well, you have um, to, right? And they had some dudes jump on the Tuesday special. like So Angle, uh, mm-hmm. Big Show, we're going to ECW. They're trying to give some name value to it to help it. Um, launch off. So, and they usually let the bodies at the floor. So, it's a pretty good open here. Such a good open. And RVD is the world champion. He's the WWE and ECW basically world champion because he won the WWE title from John Cena one night stand. And then, um, actually, is it on this show where Heyman gives him the ECW title too? That might be here. Not the spoiler. Uh, I think. Yep. Yeah. He's bringing out the belt now. But yeah, we get balls. He looks really happy. Paul looks really happy. (laughs) Well, this seemed like impossible, you know? It was like, right? holy shit, like ECW's back. And this is in a big arena. They were actually Joey. ran a house show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they brought Joey Styles back. Yep. Um, hey. Well, actually, he had been back. He, he, he came in in, in late 05. He had been doing Raw for a while when they got rid of JR. 
Um, then they brought JR back and they ended up shifting Joey here with Taz to ECW. And he, I think he was work either later on after this, he worked.com or he worked.com yeah. in between. No, it's after this. It's after this. After this. He does ECW he, for like a year or so. And then he switches to the, the website. He would lead the doc, lead, lead a, a section of.com for whatever. The whole site. Yeah. No, he was like the managing at the end. He was like the managing editor of the whole website. I think he like ran the whole thing. You think he made more money? Trenton, New Jersey here. I think he made more money <laughs> as the uh, ECW raw commentator or running the website. Uh, probably the commentator, but any yeah, of it's more money than what he was making in the original ECW. That's for sure. Right. That's very true. <laughs> um, but they were running house show loops during this time too, just ECW. And they were running the old small towns that ECW used to run. Like, really? Um, yeah. Some of the tiny Webster? spots. Were... Yeah. Uh, I don't think they went to Webster, but. <laughs> oh, Webster. Webster. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what's your initial reaction, Jenny? You're an ECW diehard. You've been watching everything. You tune into this in 06. Does it give you an ECW vibe or no? Right away. It, it, mm, right away, it gives me a, yeah, it gives me an Attitude Era vibe um, mm. because of all the signs. But, I mean, everybody's really happy. I don't know. It looks Is it really right. too big for you? It's a little big. It's a little big. Yeah. I went to one of these tapings. It's pretty cool how they... Uh, they tarp off the Titan Tron. They have the little gimmick brick entrance to the side and they put the yeah. WWE like big screen Titan Tron. You went to the Providence part. one? Is that the one you went to? No, I went to Worcester where it was uh, RVD versus Booker T in the main event it was, or King Booker. I went to the 07 uh, SmackDown taping and it had um, ECW after. And I think it was the one, at, it was right after the New Breed. I don't know if they dumped or punk turn on them. I think it was like, it was during the Benoit um, uh, MVP series, man. They had the SmackDown match. That was really, really good. Mm -hmm. After WrestleMania. Yeah. It was like April or May. It was in there. Yeah. And the ECW taping, I think punk had just turned on the new breed or whatever, when he was like kind of pretending to be with them and then he turned on them or whatever. Yeah. That's post WrestleMania. Yeah. So it's like, I love that they finally gave RVD the world title, but it, it also felt like five years too late. Um, he's always awesome, but he was just so over and energized in 2001 and two when they should have done it. And by here, it, it felt like a little too late. Really. Yeah. You could see a scenario where he's the guy that, to uh, combine the WCW and the WF title instead of Jericho. It's probably more successful in a way. I've been beating that drum on multiple podcasts recently mainly on war when we went through a 102 like what the miss there was um so jenny pretty fittingly so rvd finally gets the world title um and then a week about a week after this i uh, know it's about three weeks after because it's july 4th raw is uh him and sabu get busted uh driving with weed and they end up making him lose the world, <laughs> world title as a punishment so after what? all this time he finally wins it what? and then they punish him back to back nights he drops yeah. it to edge on raw and then he loses the ECW title as well. So he only what holds his belts for about two weeks. Oh, yeah. weed. That is ridiculous. I know. Now yeah. it would have been like nothing. But back then, yeah. it was still like a big deal. That belt is something. Um, you don't like the spinner belt? It's very bedazzled. Uh, yeah. I don't the ECW title is pretty dead on to the original, isn't it? Um, it's pretty much a replica of it. I think so. It's too shiny. You know, well, yeah, all, I mean, all it time. A... 
ugly belt is that ECW reboot belt when they made it like the silver one and like the huge one that like Christian yeah. the Christian oh, nine ish whatever yeah. oh all time terrible belt I actually have it over here <laughs> not as terrible <laughs> it looks like there's blood all over it it does I think it's a dead on replica like if you look at the it's just night it's new so yeah it's shiny it's brand new yeah the, but it I think if you look, put them side by side it's pretty much like dead on. Let me see. Is it in my drawing of uh, the triple threat here behind me? No, they don't. Yeah. Have yeah, you can see it in the leather that it's like just made. It's not broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's not folded at all. Super fresh. Oh, it okay. does look kind of thin. And I don't want to say it looks like a replica. Let's just say that instead of. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. So Edge and Lita coming out already. Now you're thinking, all right, a little WWE eyes. But Edge and Lita were also kind of scummy and like hardcore. And yeah, they kind of fit the vibe. This is my favorite Edge, by the way. Middle six. Lita's fit the vibe in that fucking shirt. Yo, this is full on like sexed up Edge mm-hmm. and Lita. Like, Did you ever see uh, ready to Edge go. and Lita's live sex celebration? I have seen that, yes. It's hot. It's the... I watch yeah, it every is... night. Is this peak Edge for you, Ryan? Like uh, yeah, singles Edge? Absolutely. I think this from the Sean, I think not from the Sean Michaels, from the cash in really to kind of going to SmackDown. Kind of when they go to SmackDown is kind of when he gets long in the tooth. I really liked Rated RKO with Edge and Orton in the fall here. Their feud with DX is pretty fun. The stuff through the Survivor Series, they have fun series, the Hardy Boys uh-huh. at the end of 06. And uh, kind of when they have the following out after WrestleMania is kind of when I start losing interest to edge and he goes to SmackDown and he's really yeah, hitting yeah. this. He's really hitting this on SmackDown. But yeah, I think this year and a half run that I just went over is pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, I loved this, this edge because you get the flair. Five. Oh, five with the Matt Hardy stuff. When this Lita stuff starts too is Lita. Edge I mean, Lita kind of jump starts his career in a way. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's been cases like that before, like kind of China with Triple H, right? Um, where it's kind of career oh. to get him going. <laughs> there it goes. There you go. That's a spear. Yeah, a spear. I mean, Edge basically kind of helped him win at one night stand. Um, mm-hmm. That's for sure. I, I see. I kind of. You went five stars on that RVD Cena match. I didn't go the full five. I went like four and a quarter, four and a half. It's definitely all time. It's a great moment. It's a great. I have to rewatch it. Yeah, I think it's one I of those things like that the ending in... was a little. Yeah. I don't really like Heyman making the pin. The Edge stuff is good story, but but the atmosphere is all time. It's great. Right. Really, yeah, I think that, the I think best it's... atmosphere for the WWE show since. WrestleMania 18 with Hogan Rock, really? Would yeah, I think it's one of those. One in between? Yeah, um, I think it's one of those like intangibles matches. So yeah, I think that to me bumps it. But no, I think since Hogan Rock, the only thing I can think of that's close is the main event of 20, maybe with Benoit, Michaels, and yeah. Triple H. Like that's Doesn't the really crowd is pretty mind. intense for that. I know, but maybe just being there like six out for me for how crazy it was. Um, yeah. And then Punk Cena is probably the next one after this. After this, yeah. That that gets that crazy. Now, but see, this to me, like, I, I get it. You get you even the crowd Cena. You're getting them. 
They're trying to put the stars on to get the eyes, right? It's the first time watching. We've seen this a lot, right, Ryan, on all these premieres. Like, they're loading it up with the stars to try and really um, put them out there and, and see it. But, like, to me, if you're trying to win over the ECW hardcores, your first 15 minutes already has, like, a long promo, which is not – I mean, it's an ECW thing, but not really, to open the show. And then I, I guess it kind of is. And but then you got like the front spotlight is on Edge and Cena fighting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like I know they're trying to maybe make RVD seem like he's at their level mm-hmm. by saying, "Okay, here are your three like world champion guys right now," and RVD's up there with them. But Heyman getting clocked is pretty funny. Um, but I, I think to me, like you're already kind of like making it seem like it's not ECW by doing this, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that was going to be my complaint. Um, and also, I thought I saw Don West in the crowd there, too, for a minute. Don but, West? I yeah, I um, Anyway, yeah, I was thinking we need to definitely see more ECW guys and less uh, Cena and Edge. And it's the summer of Cena and Edge, but I, I do agree with the sentiment. But also to what Justin said, you kind of got to bring in the WWE fan base to make it credible enough for the ECW guys that have been away from TV for six, five, six years here. Anyway, so. Y'all watched that tape, right? Give it a take. Y'all had a copy of the tape that started all this, the the ECW one? The DVD. The DVD. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched that thing. I used to watch it religiously. What kind of matches did they have on it? I have to look at the listing. I I mean, the documentary... Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I have it too, but it's in the other room. But the um, let's see if I can grab the listing quick. Hey, man, well, this is cool. I mean, yeah, big, Paul's rallying uh, them up and everything. Yeah. Mm. So maybe like if they move on quickly, let's see if if we feel better about it. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Now oh, here we go, Jenny. So this is our first sci-fi tie-in. We have a, a zombie. Coming out. Oh God. We sure do. All right. So here's the rise and fall of ECW, Jenny. There you have it all. Okay. Well, hang on, hang on. Hold it for now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think I we gotta watch this segment. This is like this is like the iconic segment of this show. We don't whip it it out yet. All right. We gotta watch it. Save it for like something boring. (laughs) Keep keep it in my pants, gotcha. Y'all gonna time stuff. The the zombie's gonna cut a promo? Oh, Nunzio, or little Guido here, excuse me. Al Snow is not, like, he's an ECW guy. He's just a relic nope. here. Al, <laughs> yeah. Al Snow is, like, bottom I tier. think they just tried to call anyone that was either alive or available to do this in this time that had any ties to ECW. If you look at some of the guys that pop up, I think it was, like, anyone hanging around. They bring out some real fucking random dudes for this run um, really? that hadn't been doing anything. Any Doring, Roadkill. Yeah, like, all those guys show up, you know. <laughs> I love Danny Doring. What are you talking about? Sandman! There we go. Now it's now it's ECW bitches. Balls Mahoney and his meth teeth. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So Sandman here has the knockoff theme. He had it at the 06 one night stand as well. 05, they actually shelled out for Enter Sandman for the live building. Nice. Because it was such a a one night tribute. And the entrance is, again, it's an all time. That is one I have that on VHS that I recorded because I ordered that show live, recorded it live. And I will never touch that tape because it's got the original Sandman 
enter Sandman entrance in the Hammerstein ballroom with Tommy Dreamer. Drinking the beer off uh, who is it, Trinity's tits or whatever they do in the fucking crowd. Um, it, it's, an, it's an iconic entrance. And on the network and everything else, they dubbed it for this. But um, yeah, so oh, to me, to me this, is, <laughs> this is the way to do it, right? You got Sandman coming out yeah. in the crowd, drinking the beer. Um, Looking you know, good. You're probably feeling better now after you've already seen Cena, you've seen mm-hmm. Edge, you saw a fucking zombie. You're I like, all right, what zombie. are we doing? What are we doing here? Beat his ass. Sam and interest never gets old. Oh, last time. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's an all-time shirt. I wish I had that shirt. That's yeah, it. That's, that's, oh, that's such a good king shot. I just love that he doesn't even fuck around. Just no, he just piss out of him. The dust flying off him is good. Yeah. Too. Yeah, the dust is a great did. effect. Even does the red, uh, white Russian leg sweep right cave. after this. Did he? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that. Right. Well, it is ECW. <laughs> he passed <laughs> in real life. He passed like a, a year or two later after this. I think. Mm. So this is like perfect use of Sandman right here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He actually was in decent shape too. He I think at one I stand five, he had the big gut, but I think over the next year into this, he kind of got himself into a little oh. bit better shape. Dude, Sandman goes on like an that awesome. Was great. First Sandman, he goes on an awesome Monday Night Raw. They draft him to Monday Night Raw and like, oh wait, and he goes on like an awesome mid card run. Well he said it didn't like Vince like loved him or something, like he was like yeah. super into him. Yeah, he like Ooh. jobbed out Carlito to him and stuff. Ooh, that what leg sweep is gross. Just beating the shit out of this guy all the way back to the crowd. Taz hit him again. Yeah, that shot to the head right there by the entrance. That was NASA good. Oh, really good. <laughs> You're laughing. Hell yeah. So that's our first uh, great segment right there. The ECW return. Sandman has beat the shit out of this fucking guy. Oh, God. Here we go. So this is the debut of Kelly Kelly. Um, was she 19, Ryan, I think I of this? Right? Say, she, she's she's freshly signed and freshly out of high school. Kelly Kelly. She might be 19. Might I think be she's 19. No, I think, yeah, she's 18 or 19. And they put her on TV with zero training. And she is like a disaster. Like, so awkward. So unsure of herself. I mean, you can see why they put her on, but yeah. So and she's promising she, to get titty, naked. Titty, basically. honestly. <laughs> promising to get well, naked. Too bad they don't have this. Is they have an episode where she plays strip poker with Balls Mahoney. Mm-hmm. That's peak ECW on Sci-Fi right there. I like this original run um, of ECW. Like I always found it fun to to relive oh, and rewatch. Fun, yeah, I don't, I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with it. And of course, it's not up oh, to the standards of the <laughs> Yeah, so this already to me too bothered me. Legend. This already bothered me too because, like, it's your first night, and we're relying on like heavy clips from the pay per view. Of like, they show this whole segment and match here, him and Taz, and it's like, you can come up with like a full show for night one of like fresh content for your reboot. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird, you know. And this is Taz's last match ever, still to this day. Yes. Well, it's very ECW to have a lot of these, you know, longer clips. Oh, this is nasty right here, King. Oh! Oh, fuck. He fucking smacked the shit out of him. I remember Joey, he says, like, after, he's like, my head is pounding or whatever in the next match. Like, I think he really clocked the shit out of him. What an asshole. 
King it's funny because Lawler. watching this, you think it's just like Lawler was always kind of a douche about ECW, but until you actually watched ECW, you don't realize how integral he actually was to the promotion. Like he's in a lot of 97, you know, with that feud with Dreamer and everything. And he's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Oddly enough. Oh, man. Pissed off Taz. But if you only watched WWF, you knew that he hated ECW because in 97, he was an announcer would shit on it when they were doing like the little Mm -hmm. back and forth. But you didn't realize it to the depth that he was involved with them. (laughs) Here's Joey getting his revenge. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Taz Taz cannot do much. Yeah, he can't do much, though. His neck was pretty fucked up. I was gonna say, doesn't he have a bad neck? Yeah, he can talk shit. That's all he he can talk shit though. There you go. Quick he tap. King's shit. cooked. I mean, so again, it's fun to show this. Like, all right, I get it. It's cool. It's pop. But like, I, I'm just I don't know why we needed to like eat, eat up more time. When you just look at the allocation of time so far on the show, it's kind of like, all right, you know, here comes Kurt. And I think they just want to kind of set the vibe. Now, this, I loved ECW Kurt. Like, I know it seems silly, and I was bitching before, oh, you got Edge and Cena, but Angle, they move to ECW, and he embraces it, and they do it really well, because he had kind of become the comedy guy. He had kind of gotten back to me at a badass in late 05, 06, but he goes here and, like, rekindles his shoot-fighting, mm-hmm. like, ass-kicking Kurt Angle, and he wrestles a whole different style of like more extreme like amateur stuff that he does here. Like we'll see in a second. He's, but. he's an aggressive shooter for sure. Now yeah. in behind the scenes, they couldn't trust him on, on the big show anymore. So they kind of right. demoted him as a way to be like, well, if we lose him, if he taps out, if he kind of goes off the wall, it doesn't really yeah. hurt us on a day to day aspect on the A and B show. So yeah, he wow. was too fucked up on pills and everything. Like, he was per- so he really? leaves. He's only here about two months, and then he goes to TNA within like weeks. And I remember just being uh-huh. like, I remember being sad. I'm like, this guy's gonna die. Like yeah, he was so was fucked sad. up. Um, mm-hmm. But he made, he survived. He got, got himself cleaned up. He's a nut in TNA. He's awesome in TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, here comes Justin Incredible. So another relic pulled out of the muck. Yes. Oh, well, do they do they ever call back to when Kurt Angle visited? ECW and then refused. I think they do. It's there. in the DVD. I think it's in the DVD when they do the documentary. I'm pretty sure. Um, they do talk about it. Credible's still in pretty good shape here. He looks uh, all right. Yeah. Now, is this pre or post making breadsticks at Olive Garden? Just incredible. I think it's pre. I don't know. Right. It's pre him borrowing Andy Flanagan's my second Flanagan reference tonight. Uh, lighter <laughs> at a bar <laughs> after a show. Yeah, he's just beating the shit out of Incredible. Where Jenny and I right now are in the in the Extreme Three Way Dance lineage, we're like, we're we're really climbing the Just Incredible. Nah, he hasn't not peaked quite, but um, well, he's I mean, like a, he's a stalwart to the end. We're in the early rise of of the age of Credible. He's we're a year into it, but we've only mm-hmm. seen the tip of the the Credible push iceberg where we're at. How are you guys on him? He's not necessarily my favorite. I've liked him so far, but he hasn't mm-hmm. been pushed over his depth yet. I'll say that, like. I liked the stuff he's been involved. I like that he has a big motley crew, like a shit show of a group that just helps him win all the time. I, I'm guessing he probably gets worse as they over push his level. They start they start losing the big stars and they got to rely on him a little. Yeah, I think that's when it goes downhill with him, like 2000, 99, 2000, more than where we are now, where he's like a mid card player. So yeah, in the um, TNN days, I was deeply offended by his 
I was deeply offended by his run with Mikey uh, to start ECW, and yeah. well, but it's gotten better. Got him over. Yeah. Oh, that's again a great headbutt. Like, see, this is just like lethal. Kurt is like you're mm-hmm. not going to ever out wrestle me, Kurt Angle. Even that match with Orton at One Night Stand was super fun, where like he just beat the shit out mm-hmm. of Orton. The rematch at Vengeance is pretty good too. Yeah. I love that he that. incorporates the black into his red, white, and blue gear yes. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this angle. I thought this is a brilliant move to put him there. Like it, it, and it wasn't not, not an ECW thing to have them bring in like these veterans that were kind of nowhere else to go and nothing to do mm-hmm. and have them be stars in ECW. Like this is a thing that they did. So like, to me, this works like angle kind of ran his course on the main roster. Let's freshen him up. Paul will use him to the best of his abilities that maybe they hadn't been doing right before this. He was yeah. doing the bestiality sex with Charmel. He's with fucking Davari. <laughs> With the Cena stuff, What's wrong with kind of a, the, the Cena Davari stuff was kind of an aimless feud. He was kind of the odd man out on SmackDown as well. He like won the title and was kind of a forgotten champion. So this was like Heyman saying, "I can use Angle like you guys are screwing up and not using him how you should be using him." I'm gonna have him just come in here and be a killer. And low key, he kind of loses a step in his, you know in his wrestling like. Before this, he a step. He's not as fast. He's not as like aggressive. Right. So going to this mat style is kind of a smart way. Of, well, I don't know. Then he goes to TNA and he's that. like a friggin' cruiserweight. So who knows? <laughs> well, this right here, perk angle. Right. But yeah, when he when he has <laughs> like the hair grown out a little bit, it looks like me because I haven't shaved in a few days. Yeah. In TNA too, he gets really thin at one point. Um, but he has some awesome stuff in TNA. He's. I feel like his TNA runs not talked about enough as being like one of the great stretches. That TNA was so good before the Hogan Bischoff stuff really derailed them. Like that stretch of like 07, 08, 09 TNA is like really good. I mean, I remember DVRing it every week and like buzzing through and watching, you know, chunks of it. They were getting a million viewers per week. Yeah. I, I get what they tried to do with the Hogan stuff, but like they were really building something cool and that just knocked them off course. I love a Heyman promo directly to camera. Where yeah, where it's just talking to you, it feels like mm-hmm. he's so good. Or he's shooting, shooting from the hip, if you well, will. Well, he said he's throwing out the script for tonight, the format, and they're doing an extreme battle royal. Nice. The winner to face Cena at Vengeance. And all weapons legal. Hmm. Paul still looks pretty young here. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He probably was. I mean, wasn't he pretty young, like, all through ECW? I mean, he started in, like, what, the late 80s, and he was, like, in his early 20s. Mm. Yeah, when he promoted he Bam Bam Bigelow, like he was in his early 20s. And Bam Bam... He was born was in 60... He's only 57 now. What? He was born in 1965. Are you crazy? Yeah. What? I would have never guessed that. So yeah, so 80, 87 with Bam Bam, he's twenty two at the nightclub at Studio Fifty Four. He's only oh forty one on this. Like what? Yeah, I mean half of the dirty roster is older than Heyman is here <laughs> now. Half the dirty <laughs> roster now. Damian Priest is older than Paul Heyman. Right here. You know, he's just starting to hit his prime on the main roster. Oh, this this whole... poor Kelly. She is trying. Yeah, that but... is bad. That is real bad. Well, they the put her with a team uh, trio called Extreme Expose. And they put it with who's it, Layla and Eve? Is that who she's with in Extreme Mexico? No, Day? Layla and um, Brooke Adams, right? 
And so they have her like doing this. Oh, here you go. You got a vampire as well, Jenny. This is, for good. This is really good. I love that. Um, so they put her with them cool. and like, and you can just tell the difference in like comfort on TV. Like she's supposed to be doing this sexy, like they do like a dance off or whatever. And like so Layla is, was like a former NBA cheerleader. So she's out there like grinding and all this stuff. And then poor Kelly, as hot as she is, could not be sexy to save her fucking life. Like <laughs> she was like so scared. And then doesn't, what, is it a cane shot? What does she take that's like disgusting? They got like a bunch of shit for her, remember? I don't really remember. It's but it's like six or seven episodes in. She takes like a nasty weapon shot and everyone was like up in arms. They're like, you cannot have this poor girl with no training is 18 and she's taking like a fucking cane shot to the head or something. It's ridiculous. That's ECW. Bitch. This is pre the pre-Benoit world is like the Wild West for them. Like mm-hmm. it's wild. Before you, 05. Well, well, pre-Eddie dying, everyone is juiced out of their fucking mind. So, like, 04, 05, everyone is massive. And then Eddie dies, and they all get off the gas. But it's, like, still, like, super violent and stupid and hitting the, beating the shit out of each other. And then the Benoit murder happens, and uh, that's when it, like, all recalibrates away from, like, everything that they had been doing. Yeah, and they're PG at the end of 2008. Yeah. Yep. I mean, 05 WWE is like an insane fuck fest. Like, it's Vince, it is, you know, oh, I most love, mad. I don't give a fuck. I love 2006 Vince with the God and spit. But the, even before that, when they go back to the USA it. at the end of 05 with Dr. Heine, and like, he's like just out of his mind with, you know, shitting on JR. They run him out. They want Mike Goldberg from UFC. He turns him down. <laughs> And then they end up getting Styles. He hated Styles, so the minute he hired him, and then he runs, <laughs> he kicks him off Raw as soon as he can. Oh, he was shit on Jim Ross, and then he rushes Jim Ross back to take Styles' place. I love the Styles member shoot promo when he's like, "It's one thing to pull me off WrestleMania. I get it." He's like, "But backlash, I can't even call it backlash." He was like, "That was like three weeks before this. He quits yeah, right before this, yes." Yeah, and then they put him on ECW. Fucking backlash. Yeah. Uh Good lord. Oh, Heyman gets whacked. See, oh. kinda, of course he doesn't fit, but he kind of fits like his. He does. But not at this time. I don't know. He was like. He's, this is what everyone's already. Real edge. Yeah, but this is like post Jericho, post Angle feud where everyone was like starting to get sick of him with the whole like. The Angle feud really hurt him with the whole like you can't. And then Triple H too with the whole. Like you can't wrestle stuff like Angle and Triple H those back to back feuds. They really killed him. They put him with the popular guys. They put him with Jericho and Angle back to back, who everyone loves. Yeah, no, she cannot dance. This poor thing. She is. This is like, so bad. I think it's she's the least literally sexy. stripping. She's stripping. It's like the she least sexy hot girl ever. Like she just like they put her out there to strip, do like a strip tease, and she has no clue what she's doing. I'll never Thanks, have a boner Kelly. again. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. She gets good <laughs> later. Like. Like oh seven oh eight, like I like Kelly by the end, but here, no bueno. She can't even take her own bra off. (laughs) She's struggling. She's nervous. You stick on live TV and like she's like panicking. Awful. I'm sure they didn't even rehearse it. She's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do this instead." Yeah. There you go. Kelly, good improv right there. Good improv to pull it down. (laughs) But. Does um, Miss Tessmacher, what's oh, her WWE God, name? Brooke my... Adams. 
Does yeah, Brooke yeah. Adams show up here? Not, no, not Mike Knox comes out. No, I think it's Mike Knox uh, comes and pulls her away, right? They set him up as the angry boyfriend right away. Because, you know, if you're – oh, no, actually not here. I guess it must be the next week he does it. Because if you're Paul Heyman, you're going to have a bunch of misogyny on the show. Like You could have the angry, domineering boyfriend who hates the hot, hot girlfriend. I mean – Yeah, I believe CM Punk is next. And he hadn't been on anything yet, right? This is like his debut. No, this is his first – No, it, He's not on this. Well, he was on WrestleMania 22 in the main event in the cart with Cena. He doesn't fight Tommy, does he? No, he doesn't. I don't think he's on the show. Oh, okay, yeah. His first match, I think his first match is in in the Hammerstein episode, isn't it? Yeah, it's in two. It might be the episode or the episode before where uh, RBD loses the title because they have a, he has a few uh, backstage segments or promos to lead up to his debut. Where he does the wrists. Um, yeah. I don't need alcohol. I am straight edge. Violence is my friend or whatever the fuck he says. Weirdo. The uh no, the the big show one is July 5th. But they do uh the big show being RVD, but they do a Manhattan uh Hammerstein one, and I think that's big show Batista is that night of Punk's debut when Batista gets booed out of the fucking building against Big Show. And then they do the Flair. You should, Jenny, you know what you should do? Is, I was just going to say that. You stole the words out of my mouth. You got to watch Flair versus Big Show. It's, um, so funny. it's great. It's legit great. It's a ridiculous garbage death match they do with Big Show and Ric Flair. Big Show looks like he's on his deathbed. Um, and Flair is in his full on Randy the Ram garbage uh, wrestling year. He looks like Tommy Dreamer's shirt by the end of it. Oh, it's brutal. You got to watch it. Oh, I might have seen it. And he's but like, got... come on. Come on. So good. We got Sabu. We got Al Snow. There you go. Amish Rocco, Sorry, Rocco, Danny Doring. But... Sorry, Rocco, but Sabu's kind of trash. No. Snow definitely used like Juster Men before I came out here, or whatever the deer uh, die the die is. He's like pure jet black. Yep, Stevie's Stevie. back. And I mean, he, he had been in WWE all, all this while. time. Mm-hmm. It was a great uh, PTB interview. If you want to head back, I think it was like early up, like in the fifties, maybe episode fifty-two or something. You talked in two thousand ten. Stevie Richards threw a perfect game in MLB The Show and won a million dollars. That's right. Well, didn't they not give Is it to that... him for some reason? And then he, it was some fiasco. Remember, he Something talked like about that, in the interview. Yeah. He like he didn't. They didn't believe it, or there's it wasn't during the period of the content. It was something weird like that, or he got fucked. And then I think oh. they end up giving it to him or something. But oh, is that yeah. Trinity with the FBI? Oh hell yes. yeah, it's Trinity. Yep. Yes, it is. Wow. It's your favorite from TNA. So we got Guido still hanging on as the original FBI. We got Tony Mamaluke and then Big Guido. Here's Big Balls. Guido. He was Nunzio oh, before this. Balls. They changed his name back. And Dirty, yeah, yeah. But he's our, our beloved little Guido in, in the FBI and ECW. Yeah, he had a job straight out. So they went to Guido. Even then, doesn't sound right, but I know what it, it is. is. I didn't prepare an uh, Italian lesson of the week, so <laughs> I forgot they were on this. Don't, don't go to another page. It'll throw us all for a loop. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to stay here. I'll stay here. Here you go. Here comes Big Show. show. Happen again. I didn't mind Big Show in ECW either. No, it was good because he was the end of his contract. He was kind of doing nothing on Raw, yeah. teaming with Kane or whatnot. So well, this was, this was another Heyman thing where he was like, 
You don't know how to book her an angle. I'll book her an angle. You don't know how to book the big show. I'll book the big show. Mm -hmm. The way you should book book him is like a not an unbeatable monster. You know, Mm -hmm. was Heyman's goal. And he is on this show. He as he should be. Mm -hmm. Mm. I don't know if he should be on WWE TV, but you know what I'm saying. Big nasty bastard, big show. I kind of adore. I made fun of him earlier, but I kind of adore Balls Mahoney. I don't know why. Balls is underrated. He is really good in ECW. His his story as is Axel. His closing story in life is pretty sad, but yeah, I, all... I think he has so much <laughs> yeah, charisma. I want to hear it. He was good. Every, they love him. He's perfect as like the the mid card gatekeeper, ECW show, stalwart. Yeah. Him and Axel like the gatekeepers of extreme. Like you got to go through them to move up the card. Um, they're gonna beat the shit out of you with singles, whatever. Yeah, and he's always over. The crowd always chants balls. <laughs> Great he kind of took a he kind of took Hack Myers the Shaw's role. Um, he was like the early balls of ECW, where you kind of had to go through him to move up the card, and then balls kind of took his spot. Oh, roadkill! Oh, they pick a big Guido in the match. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of big Guido. I prefer big Sally Grotz. Me too. Eh. Tony Mamaluke. Look at even Al Snow. He's so useless in this stupid match too. Who's the guy in the orange? Is that Dupree? No. No, these are all. Original oh, oh, Doring. It's Doring. It's Doring. Yeah, Doring. Dupree Dupree ends up there. Don't they put him there too? Who? Rene Dupree. Don't they move? Try yeah, and he then... ends up like oh seven oh eight. He comes in here as the French tickler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, French tickler. <laughs> That's my favorite Taz bit. As a French tickler, he gets he used to get so excited. I, I, think he tower, got like I got poodle. my poodle. <laughs> got <a little> poodle. <laughs> There's a show, Ryan. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, I only remember because it was on. It was on 24/7. They showed it, and it was like the Australian Super Show. I think it was the last Australian card before like 2018 or whatever. It was from early 06. They did a big sh- a house show in Australia, and it was on 24/7. It's like whatever. It's, it's like a pay-per-view. Um. And uh, Cole and Taz did, I think it was like the global warning. Maybe they used to do the global warning tour or whatever. I think it's the last one. DVD only? Or 24 Yeah, I think it was a DVD, but they put it on 24-7. Yeah. And Cole and Taz did the commentary. And it's like one of their last things before they kind of had their fallout. And then they moved Taz to ECW. And they're fucking hilarious. It's like. Probably unproduced too. Cole and Taz were always great. But like at the end, they really were like so locked in with each other. And then they ended up having the fight, right? Like on, on Taz's radio show or something. Did they get to an argument or they had some falling out? I don't really remember. But Taz but, being angry and having a fight, I can't relate I or would know. Yeah. I don't think so. But Cole, I mean, Cole and Taz is like one of my favorite all time. So much chemistry. Commentary Taz teams. is the fucking bad. He's still the bad. Yeah. O two to 06 is like some of the best commentary ever with those two guys. Mm-hmm. They were just seamless. And it's kind of showed the chops that Cole developed. And oh, it yeah. did yeah. go away for a while as he got the stupid story, but yeah. Some of the skills real. that he has then relay to modern day now that he's pretty good. This is, I think this is a nasty bump, is it? Oh, and I kind of thought, oh, still, I'll take it hurt. <laughs> he couldn't quite hoist four balls up. Mm-mm. And here he squashes balls and empties them from the ring. <laughs> it's not an easy to be a podcast unless I get a ball nope. in the new window. <laughs> Take pride in inserting balls jokes into my notes. Tommy has to win this, right? 
Well, if you know the legend of Tommy Dreamer, it's that he never wins the big one, Jenny. So we'll see. Uh, he does I don't win know. The big one. Jenny, he, deserves, he does become he ECW. Ah, don't, we can't spoil anything. She's not there yet. Well, ECW. she knows he becomes ECW champion in 08. But before yeah, that. that's what I was getting to. She be, oh, yeah, in 08. She knows that. ECW one. champion in 08. There you go. For like a Tommy. month. Oh, lame. At least he got the table. So Big Show's going to win this. They or should give Vito. him a different name for ECW, I feel like. They should have went back to the Giant. Yeah, something. He looks awful here, though. Like, Yeah, he does not look good. Is. And he's like 100 pounds overweight. When Sandman looks better than you. Sandman looks great. He does look he have a good run, though. <laughs> it's crazy. Show, oh, he's great in this run. He Despite just looks terrible. He looks, the... looks like he's about to die the whole time. Despite all the by the end, and whatnot, yeah. In December to December, he looks terrible, like in that match, really That's bad. His last match, if not like the night after on ECW or whatever. Oh, he's done in December. He needed to go. He needed to go. Like he was. Yeah, and then he was. Uh, so he goes away for a year and change. He was rumored to wrestle Hulk at WrestleMania 23, 23. but when Hulk does backs out of the match, they don't bring the Big Show in, and then he comes back <coughs> February 08 for the Floyd Mayweather stuff. And, and he's he like ripped, like he's shredded. He looks awesome. He looks great. He probably yeah. looks a hundred pounds less. More than that, I would say like a buck fifty, which is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. He's maybe shows off the jacket. He's like all fucking skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, you know, gonna get look, him. We you know with the assist. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if not Tommy, then Sabu. 06 is such a weird year. Like. It's one of the rare years that I think the TV is actually better than some of the pay-per-views a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. So like, the Raw side is up and down. SmackDown is kind of a mess. ECW is fun. Um, but it's still, it's like the final vestiges of attitude before Benoit. Yeah. Like, 06 into early. They get 07. it out of their system. Yeah, it's kind of the even even 07, it comes more, like, rounded and map-based and storyline. This is just right. kind of throwing shit at the wall still. Like an Sabu looks rough, but he always I have knows. a lot of nostalgia for 06. Like, Absolutely. I had just moved home to Rhode Island at the end of 05. Uh, we were ordering every pay per view. Like, Andy and my buddy Jim would come over. You know, we, we would watch everything. Like I said, we were doing the message board stuff. Um, I remember going to a couple house shows. They had one at URI that was like this random house show was fun. Like, so I, I remember just being like pretty dialed in at this point because I didn't have a lot. I just moved home. Like, I was kind of reestablishing my life. Yeah. get my new job and stuff so like i was very i had a lot of free time so i was just like watching a lot of programming at tna i was watching a lot of tna at the time like a yeah. super it's into my that, first so. year fully back in and i haven't stopped since the year my son was born i got all nostalgic and caught a groove so i actually absolutely agree with that sentiment i love 2006 hit or miss or not i love it oh it's a great wrestlemania oh yeah underratedly great yeah, so sabu's gonna head to are. vengeance to uh Wrestle John Cena. So let's get to our awards here. Said so yes at the end. Um, all right. So as a show, just as a show out of ten. Five. I'm good with it. I'll go five and a half. I really enjoyed it. Actually. I'm gonna go six. You need to bump it up if you really enjoyed it then. No, it's Ryan, enjoyed. You this just... for your notes or do you need to hear? Mm, I got you. Okay. Uh all right, as a pilot, what do you have it as? As a pilot. Six, I want to go seven. Uh, you you got your nostalgia, you got current day storylines, you got investment for the future with Sabu winning at the end. Uh, you got young stars like Kelly Kelly to present mm-hmm. in the future, sex appeal. Seven, 
Very good. I would agree with everything except for Kelly Kelly. And also give it a seven. Oh, I forgot about uh, Shelly Martinez here on the, the cards, the tarot cards. Um, <clears throat> the... Yeah, I'm a little torn because there's some stuff I didn't like. Like, I think they went too heavy on Cena and Edge. I think uh, I didn't care for the replay of Taz Lawler. I thought it was lazy to eat up time in your first show with that. I think they got to have like another match instead. Um, but that said, I, I do think it was good. Like, I would have tuned in the next week. I think you gave enough to make the ECW diehards happy. You know, it's never going to be the same, but you had no. a lot of stars on. You established RVD as the ECW champion. So, yeah, I, I think seven feels right. Um, okay, so MVP of the night. Ooh. Paul. Paul Heyman. The show, he, he was a I would he was say pretty yes. much throughout the show. He was out there. He was the glue. He was the ping pong between the store, the scene, the edge stuff. He was the ping pong introducing all the ECW legends backstage. He created the main event going off script. Mm -hmm. So, Paul Heyman, MVP. Joey and Taz are great. We didn't really hear them much because we were watching lo with low volume. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go Angle, though. Uh, I thought Angle stood out as, like, the star of this. Like, if you're watching this, you're thinking yeah. Angle's your guy. And if you know Punk is on his way, like, you're dreaming of an Angle-Punk feud on ECW with, like, badass Kurt Angle taking on CM yeah. Punk. We don't get it, but um, I think you could Sabu would be in the running, too, like, winning the Battle Royal mm -hmm. and getting the shot with Cena. That's, like, a big match for them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they all fit, but I'll go angle. Uh, LVP. Jenny, where'd you go? Jenny went. I Hamas went uh, Paul. Yeah. Got you. LVP, Jenny. Who's your LVP? Uh, that would be Kelly Kelly. Yeah. It sucks. Jerry, I'll go. Uh, I can't go. No, that was awesome. That was great. I know, but I can't give it to Kelly Kelly. You could give it to Cena. Why? She'll be there. Al Snow. Al Snow. Al, Al, Snow. Al Snow. Oh, come Grish, on. Grishin, uh, hair dye. Ridiculous. Yeah. No. Uh, Best segment. Who's your LVP? Kelly Kelly? Yeah, she went Kelly. I went Kelly too. Segment? Uh, um I like the pep talk. Um I'm going came uh Sandman caning the zombie. <laughs> so yeah. it, it, it's, oh, it's legendary. Count? Yeah. Okay. I mean I'll we count back. anything. We say segment, but match segment is match. Like I was debating okay. going angle credible because um I just love that beat down, but I already gave him the love on the MVP, so I'll go. I'll go. Mm -hmm. Sandman caning zombies. What you think of when you think of this? When when yes, someone says ECW on Sci-Fi premiere, you think of the zombie. Getting and you got the full zombie. entrance too. Yeah, yeah. With the dub music. All right. What is our most uh, June of two thousand six moment? Ooh, Big Show's gut. Yeah. Big, Big, show's on his Big Show on his deathbed. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going Big Show's physique. Uh, Trinity's outfit was. Um... Oh, that can I change my MVP yeah. actually? <laughs> the Trinity, <laughs> co co MVP Trinity and <laughs> not Trinity, just her clothes. Yeah, her her side is <laughs> All right. Well, look, that was a lot of fun. We live in that episode. Yeah, I well, Jenny, I hope we hooked you enough to watch, like, throw this on randomly and watch. At it. least watch the DVD, Jenny. The Rise yeah, you gotta watch the DVD. Okay. It's on. The, I think it's on the cock. I think the documentary is on the cock. I think. Yeah. All right. um, check that out. So, Let's hey, this is a lot of fun. It's our final episode of the season. Well, final episode we're gonna watch something. We're gonna be back with episode ten. We're gonna do a season in review, some awards, and then we'll also announce our season two topic uh, on that episode too. We'll come for the next nine after that. So. Uh, Jenny, anything you want to quickly plug? Oh, I get plugs? Nice. Time to go, guys. See you.
I don't even know what to say now because you took all my flips. Okay. Uh, Wednesdays on the Jenny Come on. <laughs> uh, I have a show called GC Dub, a game-changing podcast. Um, you can catch that monthly uh, at the beginning of the month. You can also hear Talking Docs. And uh, I got something new coming very soon. Also, the return of Freak Out Drive-In. So all throughout October, on every Wednesday, you can find a great episode of that show. And I'm on the X Twitter thing at Jamie All right, awesome. Thank you for joining us here to wrap the season. Uh, I think we, I think we did it right with this episode. I think it was right up the Jenny position alley. So, uh, all right, Ryan, we'll be back in two weeks. We'll wrap up season one, buddy. It's a, it's a quick ride, but it was fun. You know, I think we watched some new stuff. We relived some old stuff. So it was, uh, it was a cool little journey we did. Straight across the whole era of WWE. So we did. We did. Perfect. All right, cool. That's it. Subscribe, uh, like, suggest, heart comment share listen watch continue this creative live laugh love the planning and goodbye